Good morning to each one and the greetings in our worthy Savior's name, Jesus. We serve a great God, don't we? We serve a God that knows everything. And we serve a God that knows our thoughts even before we think them. We serve a God that knows what you're going to be doing in 10 years from now. Knows what you're going to be doing in tomorrow. He knows what tomorrow is going to bring. We serve a God that knows every detail before we even live them. And this morning, as a backdrop to the message, I want you to remember that. If he knows every detail of the rest of your life, which he does, then why wouldn't we surrender our life to him? This morning, the message, the title of the message is Are you fully surrendered? The, by the, the Sunday school verse was, He that tries to save his life will lose it, but he that loses his life will preserve it. There was a phrase that stung, stung out to me in the last, one of the last, the uh, second to last song we sang, it was 103. It just caught my attention. It said this. And blindly trust thy goodness. Blindly trust thy goodness. With faith complete. We all agree that we serve a good God and a great God. And we're blindly trusting him for the tomorrows and the future, the details that we can't see. And I've seen this, I, I, as I sat this morning under the, <clears throat> the teaching and under the Sunday school devotion, you know, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. So good reminder for me this morning. But, but first of all, there needs to become a what? A surrendering of ourself. To what God wants for us, for what God wants for our families. You know, Jesus said when, when He said on He called His called the people unto Him in Luke in sorry in Mark eight He says he called unto Him with His disciples also He said to them Whosoever will come after Me let him deny himself take up his cross and follow Me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it but whosoever will lose his life for My sake and the gospel's the same shall save it. You will, never live on, on, you will never live until you walk down death's row with Jesus. A quote from the commentary. You will never live until you walk down death's row with Jesus. Until self is died, is dead. You then can be resurrected with him. You cannot gain resurrection life without dying first. Walk down death's road daily and follow me. Jesus is saying, take up your cross. And taking up our cross is a journey, isn't it? It's a journey. But I like to think this morning it's not a, it's not a journey with a two-way street. It's a one-way street. It's a cross that we take up. And we know when we take up the cross that we're dying to self, we're not coming back. 
to self. It's a one-way trip to the cross. Are you fully surrendered? Surrendered. Given up your will for God's will. This morning, if you're like me, sometimes we struggle to completely, fully surrender. And this week, there was a few things that that I was struggling with, and one of them was preaching this morning. There was a few things in my schedule that I really badly wanted to do, but I knew I had to give them up in order for me to preach Sunday morning. And as I tried to juggle them, and as I tried to think of ways that I could make it work, this thing kept coming back to me saying, surrender it, surrender, give them up for me. You know, I, you know the, the responsibilities of, of God calling me to the ministry. And sometimes, you know, I, I struggle with that whole thing of the, the added responsibility. But, you know, I will not be effective unless I surrender to Christ. I will not be able to build my house under Christ without surrendering to him. You know, sometimes we go to God and, and, and we want to give everything to him and we want to do it, we want to give it all, but there's a little bit of it that we want to keep back for ourselves. Just a little bit. You ever do that? You worry over things that you know God can handle, but yet you still worry over them. It's where I find myself at times. I want to give it to God, but I take a little bit back. I don't leave him. It's not a one-way trip to the cross. I don't surrender everything. God is saying, let it go. Let it go. Let me. Give me everything. Just trust me. Let me. Just move ahead in faith. I really, really want to this morning be completely surrendered under God, under the will of the Father. And in this morning, the only way, the only reason you're struggling to surrender fully under Christ is because it's me or it's you at the will of our life. It's self that comes in the way that makes it hard for us to surrender, to give it all up. Take you on a little memory lane. The last two years, we would admit, I think we'd all admit that it was kind of tough, wasn't it? It was kind of tough to, 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 to just trust. It was tough to just to surrender the unknowns to God and not worry. The times of uncertainties, the times of struggling, the times of, of wondering what's going to be left, what's going to be next, the times of letting go or trying to let go but having a hard time to wondering and worrying about the future. But we all, weren't we all there in the last two years with COVID? So as we look at that today, and I failed miserably. But as we look at that today, what did that experience teach us? Did experience teach us to better worry, to better struggle? Are we glad that, whew, I'm glad I did so-and-so because if I wouldn't have, I would have lost that too. Is that what we learned through that experience? Is that what that experience taught us? 
I hope not. I hope it taught us and equipped us to better trust him. You know, there was times I can, I, we can go back and we can bring the, 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 there's illustrations we think of. But there's times, you know, that we just needed to trust and to move ahead in faith. Surrendering our will to the Father's will. One of those times, you know, in, in, our, in, in my work that I find myself in, and some of you have heard this story. And I give God all the glory. But there's so many times that I find myself that sometimes at work is stressing over the very smallest things. But yet they're big things. And I'll give you an illustration. There was many a times when I didn't know if I could get ingredients to make the next batch of yogurt. And I wondered how long we'd be able to continue being in business. But as that time came, and sometimes it was just the day before that it would come in when I needed it. And I told my workers that it seems like I hope and I pray that what I've learned through this all is more a surrenderance and a complete trust in God. See, he sees all those details. And it seemed like God said, okay, I'm gonna take it a, neck. I'm gonna take it a step further. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna test your faith. And I couldn't get containers. A couple months later, couldn't get containers. And I got a call Wednesday afternoon and saying, are those containers going to be here tomorrow morning for our cupping? Because I need them by 7.30. And I said, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you the backdrop to that, before that came to that, I don't know. The search and the scramble and the sweat of trying to find containers and all the toil of myself don't that, isn't that a picture of life sometimes? But yet to no avail. I got nowhere. No one had them. Did all that sweat and toil help? No. But yet the struggle made the surrenderance feel way more peaceful and complete, right? God wants us to struggle, struggle well, but don't struggle in yourself. He wants us to check our bases so to say, and to make sure that we do what we can, but be in surrenderance to his will. And as that call came in Wednesday afternoon, I said, I don't know. They said they left the facility. They're on the truck, but I had no confirmation when they're coming in. They say they're supposed to come in tomorrow, but I don't know. And shipping has been off the chart. You can't, you can't plan on it. And I knew the next question was going to be, so what shall we do? The yogurt to be made the next morning was to go out on Friday. So we couldn't bump it off a day. I said, go ahead and fill the vats. I give God the glory. But that story to me, you know, that's what God wants us to do. Move ahead in faith. Fill them vats. Fill them up. Because tomorrow morning we're going to be cupping. Somehow. Some way. And the containers came in at 6.30 the next morning. Praise God. That's what God is calling us to do. To just trust. Sometimes it's just move ahead. But he wants our full surrenderance. In order for that to happen. Surrenderance. It's a, yielding of a, of, it's a yield to the power of another. Agreeing to give up a battle for another. Agreeing to give up battling with each other. With another 
to give oneself up to the power or the influence of another. Surrender. Surrender is a verb. And what's a verb? It's an action word. Surrender is a verb. It's action. We choose to surrender. We choose to yield up, to agree, to give up, to, to give up battling and to give ourselves over to the influence of Jesus Christ. Ouch. That stepped on my toes when I read that definition. Maybe that's why learning to surrender to God is so challenging for us today. I love to be right. I like to get my own way, to fight for myself. Can you relate? You know, the Bible ways to surrender to God is about trusting Him rather than ourselves. Trusting His ways, even when it seems crazy. Even when to blindly, like the songwriter says, to blindly follow. Believing he will do what he says he will do, even when it feels impossible. And I want to take you on the journey back to Abraham's time. And, and I couldn't help but go there. And as I thought and as I pondered the story of Abraham in Genesis 22, when God asked Abraham to go up to the Mount of Marah and offer up his son, his only son, the very son that he promised him that he would be the father of many nations. Now God's asking him to go up to the mount to offer him up. Can you stop and think a little bit with me this morning? What do you think went through Abraham's mind when God says, go offer your son? What did Abraham do? You know, Abraham wasn't able to get up early the next morning and rise and travel his three days journey to that mount without a surrenderance to the will of God. Abraham obeyed in faith. Trusting that God was able to raise his son from the dead. He fully surrendered to carry out the will of the Father. And you see, the angel went to the last second before he dropped that knife to slay his son. Abraham was surrendered. What about Isaac? What about Isaac? Do you see the struggle of Isaac? trying to get away from his father when his father bound him up and laid upon the altar. Do you feel the struggle of Isaac trying to get away from that? No, Isaac was surrendered. Why, was it, why, why could Isaac possibly be surrendered to that evil act? Because he, I like to think the relationship that he had with his father And as Isaac saw his father being full surrenders to Jesus Christ, as Isaac saw his father in obedience and, and living out of faith and being surrendered in, Jesus, in, in the will of the Father, as he saw that displayed, gave him a willingness and a power to be surrendered to his, to his earthly father. Do you think that Isaac, 
Do you think that Isaac faced many trials? You know, as Isaac went through life and he faced the many trials that he faced, don't you, don't you think with me for one minute that he didn't stop and he didn't think back to the time of Malmar? He thought back of the time when his daddy moved ahead in faith. He thought back of the time when his daddy bound him up. And his daddy was fully surrendered to the will of the Lord, the will of the Father. Don't you think that gave him a tremendous boost, a tremendous power to continue to live in the full surrender to the will of the Father? As he saw that powerful testimony from his dad. And how it spoke into his life for many years to come. He witnessed his dad moving ahead in faith and trust and obedience to God's commandment. Gave him tremendous strength and guidance, guidance through life. This morning, our broad churches, our world needs fathers that are committed to being fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. Setting a faithful example of trust and obedience in action. Living out the will of the Father through surrendering are there our will to his. We need that example. Our churches need it. Men, brethren, this morning, fathers, if you're struggling this morning to surrender an aspect of your life, don't be fooled. Your sons are watching. The world looks at surrender as being weak, as being defeat, as being a knockover, a pushover. But what about us? We as Christians, the only way to experience surrenderance is the only way to experience the resurrection power in our lives. Surrenderance to Christ, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's the only way we live. Well, let's go to Jonah. What about Jonah? We think of Jonah, did he leave us an example of surrenderance? Was Jonah a man that was living under a uh, surrendered life under Christ? Anyone? He wasn't. He showed us. He showed me as I studied Jonah, as I looked into Jonah, I saw myself too often in Jonah's shoes. Jonah left us an example of what it looks like if we don't surrender. You know, Jonah, he, God told Jonah to go down to Nineveh, and, and we know the story. But he chose not to, and he disobeyed God, and he went the opposite direction. And, and God sent what? Heartaches and trials and tribulations to bring, get Jonah's attention to bring him back. No, not all heartaches and trials are because of our disobedience. But they all serve as a reminder of who we are under Christ. That we need Christ. That we need as a reminder to serve as a reminder of, of daily surrendering our lives and our will to Jesus' will. You know, as Jonah went through those hard, hard times of being thrown over the ship, living in the whale's belly, and then God's grace and his mercy saved him and gave him another chance. Don't you see ourselves in that sometimes? I do. I find myself there. 
He was a miserable, miserable mess. Just miserable. Can you imagine as a fish spitting back out on land how miserable Jonah must have felt? Literally, physically, and spiritually. Jonah finally went, didn't he? And he preached the gospel and they were saved. But was Jonah still surrendered? He did it out of obedience, but he wasn't surrendered. Because as he stood out, as he sat under that bush that God gave him to give him shade, he still cursed. He still cursed the day he was born. You know, we find, I find myself sometimes, do you find yourself struggling? And the struggle goes on and on. And we wonder where God is. Let's move ahead in faith, like Abraham. Not like Jonah. We start to wonder, and life is hard at times, and we stop trusting and start losing faith, and the doubts creep in. All because we're not fully surrendered in an area, one area of our life. Never letting go completely. Giving it up and letting God. Surrendering to the will of the Father. My dad taught me a valuable lesson when I was in my teens, upper teens. I was looking for a truck. And... It was hard to find a, a truck that, I, that, that had the, everything that I wanted as a teenager, right? Had to be the specs. And, and I finally found one, and it was in the middle of doing hay, the hay season, the first cutting. And I finally found one out here in Lancaster, New York. It was about a three-hour drive from where we used to live. And uh, it was, of course, the day that we had, the next two, three days we were busy doing hay, and I finally found the truck. It had just came on the market. He had just got it in from the south. It was everything that I was looking for. And I, I told Dad, I said, I, we need to go. We need to go to Lancaster. We need to make that drive. We need to pick it up. This is what I'm looking for. And this is what Dad said. He said, son, if that truck is for you, it'll be there. This was Thursday. It'll be there Monday when we go look at it. That's not really what a teenager likes to hear, does it? <laughs> you know, I struggled to see that the way Dad did. And until I came to a complete surrenderance to God's will, to the very fact that God wants me to have that truck, I'll have it. But I had no peace and rest in my heart until I came to that place. I was anxious. Trust me, Sunday, I was anxious. Let's, Monday morning I checked and that truck was still available and we hit the road, right? But why do we struggle so many times to just... Fall on our knees and ask God to, and, and give it time, three days. We over and over time in the Bible, we see three days as a pattern. And Dad used to say three days is a good way of 
of, of weaning out selfish reasons, whether we should buy something or not. Or to see if it's God's will, if you still feel the same way. Valuable lesson that God taught. When Jesus Christ was a perfect example for us, as he lived his life here and he fulfilled the will of the Father, and as he gave his life, he gave it all, surrendered fully to the will of his Father. You know, as he went to the garden and he prayed that, oh, my Father, if it is possible, this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, I would not as I will, but as thou wilt. He prayed that three times. Do you see Jesus wilting under surrenderance? No. He was just reconfirming his surrenderance by praying to his Father. Jesus surrendered fully and completely. And as he went to the cross and he looked into that cup, as he prayed that, and as he looked into that cup and he saw your sins and my sins, he saw the places where we struggle to surrender the aspects of our life, every, everything. He saw those. And he made it possible that we could find a complete surrender by going to the cross. Complete surrender of our will to the Father's will. It was the joy that he saw beyond the cross that enabled him to go to the cross surrendered. Surrendered to the will of the Father. Joy. I think it's so key in our lives. We can't expect to go through life and feel, feel be fully surrendered without the joy of the Lord as our strength. Because it's our flesh that hurts in surrenderance to Christ. Endurance with joy is the key to surrenderance, living a surrendered life. You know, we look at the prodigal son, and we look at the story there where, where he was living life, and how he, he wanted to go and live life how he wanted to live. He wanted to go and, and live it up, living life to its fullest. And we know what happened. It wasn't until he surrendered himself and humbled himself and went back to his father that he found purpose in life. What about Esther? Esther's submission and surrender to give up her own life for the call what God called her to was the very means of her being saved with her people. Submission and surrenderance to our will is the only way to live out the Father's will. What does it mean to surrender to God? I like the verses in Proverbs 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be wise, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. Trust, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. Lean not on the things, on understanding how you understand, how you feel, and how you understand, or how Google says. But lean on his understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. You know, sometimes we wonder why God's not directing our paths. Sometimes we might feel like God's not there and he's not directing our paths. Well, maybe we're leaning too much on our own understanding. Maybe we're not trusting enough. It says that we're supposed to depart from evil. Being wise in my own eyes. What does that mean? Being wise in my own eyes. 
Anyone, what does it mean to be wise in your own eyes? Isn't it, doesn't it mean that when Vern thinks too much of Vern, it's pride. It's pride. Being wise in your own eyes. We can't fully hear, hear the Lord while leaning on our own understanding with pride in our life. He won't direct. We can't acknowledge him if we have that in our lives. And with that, we can't surrender either. Trust him. Trust him. Provide, move, trust him. Oh, it just, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful word, trust, isn't it? Our, our trust, trust is something that we, we couldn't function without, could we? Could we function without trust? So he's asking us to trust him as, as he moves by yielding to his will. What does it mean to be surrendered to God, to trust him, and letting him move and be yielded to his will? Psalms 9.10 says, and they, that, and they that know thy name shall put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Lean on him for your strength. When the fear comes, by agreeing to give up the fight, by agreeing giving up the fight, why keep fighting when we know, what did we talk about our great Lord at the beginning? When he knows every detail of our lives, why should we fight the aspects? So many times are we fighting with Christ? Self needs to die and complete, confine itself in surrenderance to his will. You know, sometimes we lean on our own understanding by, by trusting things that seem logical. It's hard to, to, to trust when things don't seem logical, is it? Blindly following him. That's where faith begins. Trust him. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, it says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as, high, for as heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, your thoughts. So in life, so when God says, follow this path, or wait on his timing, and it makes no sense at all, surrendering him, surrendering it to him is doing it anyways. Remember that he is faithful. He was faithful in the past. Remembering how faithful he is today and remembering how he worked in the past gives us tremendous strength and should enable us to surrender. Surrender the anxieties and the what-ifs and the what-could-bes. Surrender them. God's not going to attempt us or allow things to come to us that we can't bear or he'll make a way of escape. Remembering times when God has been faithful in the past helps us better trust him and his, even in, if it seems, his ways are odd. Trust him. Praise him. Praise him even when things are hard. Praise him, praise him because I believe he will work things out. Praise him because of who he is. Praise him because he's still the same God, amazing God, that Abraham served, that we serve today. 
praise him enables us and helps us to surrender to God's will. Isaiah 40, 28, hast thou not, heard, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. I love that verse. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Why are we sitting here worrying at times or fretting and finding it hard to surrender under such a great God that, that was the creator and is in control to the end? He don't faint. He don't weary. He never gets tired. Because self likes to reign in our lives. And until we crucify that, We can't surrender. You know, sometimes we think this, this lie the devil has and he brings at us is, if you give that up, you have nothing left. Doesn't that sound familiar? If you give that area up in your life, it might be a good cause and you might feel like it'd be a good cause and you can't give this up. But the devil likes to come along and, and, and make you believe that lie that if you give this up, you have nothing left. Is that true? We have everything left when we give it all up. God steps in the midst of our trials in a fresh way. Oh, I love that he steps in our trials and he, he steps in and we see a new perspective in a fresh way, and he breathes new life into us. The very thing we were fighting for and grasping and trying to can't let go and couldn't let go because we didn't want to lose it is the very thing that God comes along and breathes new life into us. We let it go. Let God. But God doesn't fix everything that we want fixed. He doesn't fix everything that we want fixed. But he enables us to go through them and breathe new life into them and makes a way for us to go through them. No, God doesn't paint a pretty picture of roses when you surrender to him. Don't expect that surrendering is a one-time and done deal. It's an ongoing daily experience. Giving surrenders to God grows your faith. You see God in a fresh way. People around you see God and brings glory to him. Salvation's message spreads. Fear flees. Peace floods your soul. Others are encouraged. Discontentment, discouragement, and doubt disappears. I see I have way too much this morning. I think I'm going to wrap it up and pick it up on another message. But this morning I want to go back to the thought where Raymond said, as arrows, children as arrows in our hand, arrows are no good to us if we don't let them go. As we go out and hunt as hunters with bow and arrow, arrows do us no good without us letting him go. This morning, are you fully surrendered? Do you find yourself wanting to let go, but you can't? 
that very thing that you're trying to hang on to, you've lost it already. Let it go. Surrender it to Christ. Find yourself fully surrendered under Christ. God is asking us to just trust him and obey. Maybe we should start asking the question, instead of why, Lord, start asking the question, what? What, Lord? What would you have me to learn through these times, through these trials, and giving us a new perspective of life? Letting go. Let go. Let God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you, God, that you have blessed us this morning with, with your word. And we thank you that you are the creator. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. And Father, we thank you that you were willing to, to surrender your will, for the will of your for the will of the Father. And God, you're calling us to the same this morning. Help each one of us, Father. You know the areas... And each one of us knows the areas in our own heart that's struggling to give something up. To give it to you and to fully come fully surrender to you and to find your will through the struggle of their own. God, help us, each one of us, to step out, to trust, to move in faith. Find ourselves in the surrendered will of you. Thank you, Father. We commit our lives to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.